welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. We're your hosts, Suhani, Marcus, Jordan, Aurelia. And lately, we've been thinking about how we see kids, and mind you, these are like middle school-aged kids, that we realize they seem a lot more mature or appear a lot more mature than we remember being at that age. And we wanted to like talk about that more and actually like share our observations. So if we're going to go off observations, in my neighborhood there are a couple of middle school kids, right? And mind you, I was kind of a nerdier kid back in middle school, so of course I wasn't as social in middle school as maybe some of the middle schoolers I'm looking at now. However, you know, sometimes on Friday nights when I'm hanging out with my friends and we get home at around, I don't know, 10.30, I see these middle schoolers out with their skateboards and their phones, and I could definitely see them passing as kids my age. I'm not sure. It's just how they carry themselves, what they do, the way they interact with their peers, and just some of the things that they say and do just make me question, oh my gosh, these guys are like four years younger than me. You kind of forget that too, because uh, this weekend I hung out with my sister's friends, and when I was talking to them, it didn't like feel like I was talking to you know significantly younger children until I reminded myself, wait, some of these topics aren't really things that they should be, or that I remember talking about when I was their age. Like they're talking about really intimate relationships, and uh, they're you know bad mouthing some kids or like you know. Just like gossip, but this kind of gossip, at least, I wasn't exposed to until like high school and that to the later years. Whenever I see like middle schoolers, I always like compare how they're acting from when I was in middle school. When I was in middle school, I was weird. I was really weird and closed off. I was like, like a gremlin. But then when I see like other kids like that age and they're acting like how I act now, I always find it like interesting how like we're the same like we were the same age like they're 12 their 12 year old lives compared to mine i was like more kiddish but now they act like i act as a 16 year old and i'm just like okay like what did, what are you doing different that i didn't do or what am i what did i do that you guys didn't do you know it's also like um when we were in, or it's just when i was in middle school i was in india but when I was in middle school, the way we used to have fun, the way we used to hang out with our friends, mm-hmm. and the way our school life was, and when I see kids over here, or when I see middle school kids over here, because I'm a few friends with, I'm friends with a few middle schoolers, and I speak to them, and the way they tend to hang out, or the way they spend their time, as their leisure time, is just, it's different. Like, it's, it'll be similar to what I do with my friends now. Like, if it's going out at night, uh, hanging out in a mall at night, and then coming back home, or something like that, they're doing that stuff now, when I, but I didn't have permission to do any of that stuff back then. I mean, of course, and this is all from the perspective of like, um, I'd say like a semi-affluent suburban life, right? Like, of course, it would be different if we were to look at maybe like a, you know, a richer area, city, or even like a more poor area of um, a county or such. But seeing these kids grow up um, in similar environments as us, it just makes you start to question like really why is this generation suddenly more like socially mature than I was, right? And I think uh, to kind of, you know, point a finger, I would kind of say, I think it's because of the amount of exposure that they have to social media, right? And just technology. Because, you know, with technology, information can be diffused, right? Like it's, 
with, with social media and technology, you know, like gossip and information or maybe more adulterated content that, you know, some kids shouldn't be exposed to at such young ages happen to kind of come across their, you know, come across their radar. And I don't think it's exactly a bad thing that younger generations are, you know, getting iPhones and iPads at earlier ages, but it's just something that us as a generation, like the, our older generation have to kind of look back and say, okay, well, how is this different from us? What can we learn? What can we kind of, how can we guide them in a way? I'm not really sure, but it's definitely the technology and social media that's, I would say, propelling younger kids forward mm-hmm. a bit more. Like I can see like maybe kids having a phone for maybe, like security purposes and like when they go out for like my like family to have contact with your family. But then like I see like ten year olds and eleven year olds having Instagram, Snapchat and I didn't have I didn't get social media to like seventh grade and even when I did, I was only following my family. Only my family can see. And I didn't really show any other people because my family was like, oh, no, that's your personal thing. But now, like, for instance, my sister's friends try to follow me on Instagram. And it's weird because it's, like, weird because they're, like, little babies in my mind. Even though we're not, like, that big of an age difference, only four years. But they, like, would do things, post certain things. And I'm, like, really questioning their thought process and why they're saying those type of things or, like, why they're looking at that type of stuff or, like, acting like it. Like, bro, you're, you're like, 12, chill. What, yeah. what do you have to do on Instagram? Like, well, like, go and play hopscotch, man. Like, what, <laughs> like, what, what are you doing on Instagram and Snapchat? Like, actually, yeah. what are you doing on Instagram and Snapchat? I, I, it, it's very easy to look at it very pessimistically. Like, like oh, are this younger generation is being ruined by technology, which is kind of, uh, kind of hypocritical because we you know the older kids by a de- by like half a decade or so we also grew up with technology but it's it's very easy to slip into that mindset of oh wow these younger kids are being ruined by technology so it's it's definitely a slippery slope well i'm not saying the blame but i think what you were talking about that exposure through social media being the propellant of this um you know expedited maturity is that uh, the same things that we are seeing at our age, the clothing trends, the ideas like, you know, how we hang out, if that's being posted on social media and now younger kids are also exposed to that, they get those same ideas without realizing, you know, there's a good five, four-year gap between the, who they're seeing doing these things and who they themselves are. But now that they're copying, which obviously if you're exposed to something and you like the idea, you're going to adopt it as your own, there's less of that gap. Yeah, trying to fit in because they see it and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. since they're doing it, that means I have to do it. So they, even if like what they're doing maybe is not like the right thing to do, mm-hmm. they feel like they need to do it in order to fit in with everyone else around them and stuff like that. It's also like when we had that kind of exposure to that kind of social media, we had, pe- we had parents like filtering what we were seeing and how much time we were spending on it. But now with kids doing it, many times their parents are not even aware of the fact that they have those social media accounts or they're lying to their parents about it and, they, mm-hmm. and they're not telling them about it. So there's no there's no filter to what they're watching or to what they're getting exposed to. So And the tricky part about social media is how much can you filter it? When we got social media at the beginning, I mean, five years does make a difference about how recent or how much information is already out there so regardless of how many filters we were exposed to there's only a certain amount of media that we can see 
Whereas now, there's like 20 times that, if not more. So there's such a huge variety of things that children can see, and some of it's good, like Marcus said, and some of it's bad. And plus with the extent to which things are changing, I feel like they're getting exposed to more violent or explicit things than we were exposed to. If you were exposed to, like, on a scale from 1 to 10, if you were exposed to the 0.3 stuff, they're getting exposed to stuff that's equal to, like, 9 or 10. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think to kind of take these ideas and form it into a thesis, I, I would definitely say that the growth of technology and how many, you know, connections there are exponentially increase as time goes on, right? Mm -hmm. So I think even though it has been, you know, five years, like five, four, five, six years in between what how we are behaving and how we're looking back, you know, you would say five years, and that's not a lot of time. But in terms of technology and the advancements and amount of, you know, changes in internet culture that have happened, it's definitely not, and it's definitely not a reach to say that the landscape in technology and social media that we grew up with is completely different from how these younger kids are growing up. And somebody, you, you could be critical and say, oh, well, you're exaggerating. It's really only, you know, like four years. But in four years, so much can change. Like, I can't even, like, comparing how internet culture and internet culture now versus when I was in middle school, it's like night and day. Like, even just looking at stuff like the memes, right? Like, memes back when I was in middle school were just like simple, like, like, like slapstick jokes. And then, now I'm looking at some of like the memes and like jokes that are being thrown around today, and I don't even think I should be describing. What? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> no. should not be describing those jokes. But it's it, it's definitely, gosh, it's it, it's a completely different world from for four years. It's four years. That's not a lot of time, but it's just so much has changed. So then, other than social media, what other reasons could there be for? you know, some of these younger kids to be more mature than at least we remember being at that age, or, you know, knowing about these more mature topics. This is not a society, but like the environment that they're in, or like what they're surrounded by, it's that as well, like stuff that goes on in their house, or stuff that goes on in their friend's house, and their friends tend to talk about it, because at the end of the day, like they are 12, 11 year olds who are having to experience things that are not normal for them, or are hard to digest for them and they need to speak about it to other people. And when they do, your friends also get exposed to it. And you don't know how many of them actually go home and tell their parents about it to ask for help, for their, even for their friends. So they're getting exposed to such kind of topics that they feel like, okay, like all this is going on with my friend, I need to help them out. And they try to wrap their heads around it and like, I don't know, read about it, understand from other people. And then they just have a better idea about those kind of topics talking like environment we also have to think about sometimes kids they have to like grow up faster like when it comes taking care of like your younger siblings or something you need to be the more, more mature example for them like for instance let's use an example let's say parents they work day night and they're not really home all the time you're like maybe like 13 then you have little siblings that's like five or whatever you have to be the so-called like quote-unquote parent for them since their parents are working you have to mature because they're now they're looking at you and they're gonna follow what you do like follow in your footsteps so you have to be that more mature example for them which leads to 
the 13-year-old having to grow up just a little faster than a normal 13-year-old should or would be. Like speaking of like 13-year-olds, um, you know, someone actually brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago, but looking back at the recent Olympics that happened, some of those kids that were competing like in in the Olympics like they're 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 like 12 13 years old and they're on an Olympic stage and that is commendable right like you've achieved so much at 13 but is it really objectively better to have you know these kids being thrown into the world of adults at such a young age like is it objectively better to skip that, that those couple of years where you know you would play outside and you know just have goofy fun like ignorant you know enjoyment with kid like other peers your age or some could say you can maybe say it's tragic almost that they've been kind of gypped of their childhood but I guess it's all about how you see it because from one angle wow you're competing in the Olympics at the age of 13. I have to say the thing about like playing outside being like I think that's how we remember our own childhoods. But if I think about my cousins who are like eight-ish, right? In like elementary school, they're glued to their screens. So I think the whole childhood experience itself has been redefined. I don't know if my cousins go outside nearly as much as I did. I remember, you know, going outside, actually like picking up sticks and whatnot, you know, just (laughs) like, like actually, you know, really doing random stuff because I had nothing else to do. Uh, you would see all the neighborhood kids out together because there was nothing to do at home. But now everyone has their own screen. Like the iPad children. The iPad kids. <laughs> like you see them out in public. Like you see them out in public. Like they have like a leash backpack on them and they're like on their crusty iPad with like the big rubber case and like they're watching like Coco Melon or something. But honestly, I think I can maybe pinpoint exactly when that transition happened, right? Because I, I don't want to sound like, con- like a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> Fortnite. I, I, I sincerely think it's Fortnite that was the genesis of this, you know, difference in growing up, right? Because I remember, like, like you said, Suhoni, I remember playing out with sticks, right? I remember some of my fondest memories in childhood were just walking out, introducing myself to a random neighborhood yeah. kid and like throwing a stick at them and then fighting <laughs> a stick. Okay, or, or like climbing up a set of stairs. In my mind, it was a really high set of stairs, but it was maybe like a foot up and just mm. jumping like, and then, and then climbing back up and jumping off of it yeah. and pretending I could fly, right? Mm. And then <laughs> Fortnite came around, right? And then we made that transition from, you know, playing outside with your neighborhood friends to getting off the bus and say, hey, do you want to play Fortnite after school, right? And and then you could see that maybe the change in YouTube content, right? It went from more like niche stuff to more like, you know, daily let's play content that you could definitely see a kid enjoying more, right? So I, I would say we as, you know, 04, 05, 03 kind of, or like that, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. early 2000s timeframe, we were able to definitely get the benefit of you know the playing outside childhood and also the growing up with technology like almost the perfect balance and now since technology is rapidly growing these younger kids are growing up have less of that playing outside and more of growing up in complete technology like weird fun fact when i was like eight my sister was four we would we had a garage at the time and my mom would take us outside to you know ride a bike hula hoop 
We used to literally look for bugs on the ground, <laughs> take our bubble gum, our bubble gum, bubble gun, and like trap the bug in the bubble. Don't ask me why we did that, but we thought we were the most like amazing. We thought we were part of like John Wick or something, <laughs> trapping bugs <laughs> with bubbles. But now my sister stays in her room playing Roblox, and I join her sometimes. But like, it's crazy to think that we used to go outside all the time. But I don't leave my house. Neither does she. She never leaves the house, and if she does leave the house, it's to go to her friend's house. But then they end up playing like Minecraft when they could have done when they, if she wouldn't have left. But they just changed. Let me let me just ask: Is is this a bad thing? Well, I don't know because uh, my sister is like talking from experience, obviously, is you know not this conventional younger kid that we're describing. She cannot sit still at home, like refuses to. Uh, in the summer. I remember when we first moved to like Georgia, she actually rang like a bunch of our neighbors' doorbells and was like, "Hi, are there any kids here? Can I play with your kids?" Because she just really wanted to make friends. And um, though we just moved, I think there's like 20 kids in my neighborhoods, so, like age range like from my age to like five year olds. Who know Ruhani? I am Ruhani's sister, and. They, you know, now come outside and play and they'll ring our doorbell and ask if she's available. So I think, you know, it depends on who you are inherently. It always makes me think, like, how does this affect, like, they didn't have a portion of, like, I'm not saying they didn't have, but they weren't exposed to a portion of childhood that we were exposed to. Like, without technology. Yeah, without technology. So how does that change? Like, when they grow up, when they are of our age or even older to us, when when they go to that age, how is they going to help the next generation? Just think that they've been exposed to more advancement. Yeah, advancement and childhood that they don't know this portion of childhood that we were aware of. So I, does that just mean? Yeah, I mean, of course, we're talking. When we say generations, we're talking about micro generations, right? Like, there is definitely a big generational gap between, like, let's say, like millennials and Gen Z, and then even within Gen Z, there are micro generations, like, like early 2000s and then late 2000s or like early 2010s right there's a big difference in culture right so again we are kind of young ourselves so we can't really say but I'm pretty sure if I were to you know throw a blind dart I would definitely say that with these next coming generations rather than having a negative outlook, like, you know, they haven't really experienced childhood, they've grown up fast. I, I, I find that with, I think that with these younger kids that are coming along, right, you know, maybe we're, when we're in college, when we're in college looking back at um, upcoming middle schoolers, right? I don't know what, 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 what'll happen, right? But I, I definitely think that at that point, technology will be advanced to such a point, you know, where, Maybe instead of playing outside with sticks, they'll be playing in virtual reality mm. with the sticks, right? So yeah. I, I think maybe what we're looking at this these middle schoolers now, it's kind of like that awkward phase where you know it's right in between playing outside and right in between complete technolo- technological immersion, right? So they're the real transitionary, like right. Um, well, of course, that's what I think. Of course, you can't, I can't even tell you what'll happen tomorrow, let alone in a couple years. Like, I don't even know what'll happen next period, right? <laughs> so there's definitely a, you know, kind of a, I don't know what's gonna happen within these next couple of years. I mean, on top of that, you have to realize uh, we're high schoolers 
to some extent, we are also still kids talking about, you know, like a half generation difference of, you know, kids who are younger than us by five years, and we're evaluating their behavior and comparing it to us, though, you know, our parents consider us kids, probably people in their mid-twenties would honestly consider us kids, and sometimes I look around the school and also consider myself a kid. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's, like, really easy to take, like, a critic's view and say, aren't we technically growing up too fast by taking these, you know, deep conversations about, you know, our own critiques on younger generations? Like, is that not a form of growing up too fast? Not really, in my opinion, because we just comparing something that we went through and something that kids that we see now either yeah. they're not going through it or they're going through it very differently and because it's so induced by things that they're that they're aware of and most probably in our at our age we weren't and in some ways it's actually good like they're more aware of things when they grow up they most probably will have a better outlook and more positive outlook towards things but at the same time they're getting more toned down and stressed out at this time because of what they're uh, because of what, what they're exposed to I think each generation will have its own, you know, different experiences and whatnot. I think it's just how you react to that, right? So these kids, when they grow up, maybe they'll be talking about, yeah, so my childhood didn't really have a lot of going outside, but now I am because I realize that that's something I want to do. Maybe because they've only had one side of the spectrum, they'll choose and they'll have that conscious, like, decision making of no I want something else we don't really know right mm-hmm. but like what is the spectrum right like of course like the the definition of the two sides of the spectrum will constantly shift like what we think is you know again like playing with sticks versus you know like playing Roblox or Minecraft on online that's our spectrum right yeah and a couple years of spectrum might be you know oh you're just playing minecraft with your friends versus you know talking with them in like vr chat or something i'm not sure if you guys know what vr chat is (laughs) but like god it's it it might be crazy to think that in five years these middle schoolers that we're talking about might be sitting down and having the same conversation like well these these middle schoolers out we're looking at they're growing (laughs) up way too fast right (laughs) like like what if five years ago the high schoolers of then were looking at us as middle schoolers and say, wow, these middle schoolers, they're growing up way too fast. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're, we're young, like you said. So it's definitely, I don't want to get ahead of myself. There, this conversation could be happening, you know, every mm-hmm. couple years or so, right? Like maybe it's not just these younger kids. Maybe it was the same thing for us. Like maybe it was the same thing for the ki- the college kids, the current college kids, right? Like it's, I could definitely see the I could definitely see us as maybe being a bit too reactionary in the way like maybe this isn't the worst thing like maybe it's okay but I mean regardless the people older than us you know kind of turned out okay I'm sure (laughs) we'll turn out okay in our own way so regardless of what happens I think everyone will find a way to cope or to fill in whatever gaps they recognize I feel like it's like repetitive because even my older sister, she's in her 20s, she looks at me and tells me, oh, I didn't do that when I was 16. Yeah. Oh, my friends didn't didn't do that when we were 15. Like each new generation is going to be, oh, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't, didn't do that. Like each as like time moves on, I feel like, oh, that sounds like a movie quote. And like as society <laughs> grows and stuff like that. 
But I think on that note, before we get too cyclical, um, we should conclude the episode. So this concludes our Across the Table. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. We're your hosts, Suhani, Marcus, Jordan, Aurelia, and this has been Point of View. Thank you.